Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. My name's Barry. I live right above you. I don't host parties. I host after parties. They're like parties, only louder and nobody goes home. You can see right here I ripped out all the carpeting because it was holding me back with my pogo stick. Man's got a pogo. Oh, I'm a prankster. I'll grease up a soda can and then when somebody grabs it, boom! <laughs> Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome, we're back with this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. So guys, we've been a little occupied and hence there's been a two-day delay. Please excuse us for that. But I think I'm actually going to blame the FIA here too because a, a week's gap between iconic races like the Spa and Monza, which we also like to call the Temple of Speed, is a little too little for my liking. And frankly, there's just so much to say. There's just so much that happened in Spa. There's just so much that's happened between Spa and Monza. And now there's just so much we want to talk about Monza. But there's very little time on this podcast as always. So we're going to rush you through. The good news is that there's more to look forward to. You know, more Formula One is good news for all of us. Anyway, guys, in this week's episode, we're going to look forward to Monza. This is the weekend of the Italian Grand Prix. Yay! And I would like to talk about customer teams in Formula One and how they are definitely not and actually never going to be kings. Customer is never king in Formula One. <laughs> Gunal's been reading uh, Marketing Gyan. <laughs> anyway, and of course, we're going to have our usual Formula One banter. We're going to talk about Hamilton, Vettel, Alonso, and maybe even McLaren, Renault. That's interesting. That's very interesting. That's an unlikely combination which we might just see in Formula One next season. We shall see. Anyway, on to Monza. Kunal, I love that it is called the Temple of Speed. Such a very cool name. Well, I really hope that it can appeal to the millennials because I suspect a lot of them would have grown up playing Temple Run. <laughs> <laughs> you love bringing the millennials into it, don't you? Absolutely. <laughs> I read that it's going to be a rainy Friday and I'm wondering if that means that there's going to be very little on-track action. But guys, don't worry in case you all are bored because there's no Formula 1 action on Friday. You all can listen to our our podcast instead. <laughs> <laughs> For those who haven't subscribed to us yet, do remember to follow us on iTunes and on Audioboom for your weekly dose of Formula One humor. So, Thursday in Monza, saw something pretty interesting. There was an activation for Heineken. And uh, it was a footballers versus Formula One drivers. And they were on a makeshift go-karting circuit. Kunal, you're drooling. Stop it. <laughs> the videos seemed really fun. I saw them on social media. <laughs> the drooling was for Formula 1 drivers in go-karts because that's the world's best drivers in equal machinery, which I don't think we're ever going to get in Formula 1. And by the way, they're talking of standardizing a few parts in Formula 1, but that's for another episode. But I'm sure converting the front straight to a go-karting circuit would have been easier because I remember in the past, they actually converted the front straight into a football field. Wow. <laughs> you know, the front straight or the pit straight, as they like to call it. I'm sure we'll see a lot of slipstream action on the weekend during qualifying even more so. 
I'm very excited. And Kunal, I am going to ask you, what is the bet that Kimi Raikkonen will be asked to give Vettel a toe <laughs> again? <laughs> the one driver pair that won't give a toe to each other uh, would be the Force India drivers. Although at this moment, they just want to crash into each other's toes <laughs> as I see it. I don't think the Red Bull Racing drivers are going to be too nice to each other either. <laughs> <laughs> but Stoffel Van Doorn, he would not have an option. I'm sure somewhere in his extension... They would have mentioned that he needs to give Alonso a toe if Alonso demands one. <laughs> but uh, I think the one driver who might not need a toe is Lewis Hamilton. He's in phenomenal form. And I think my bet for pole would be Lewis Hamilton. I have to agree with you. So the Mercedes in qualifying mode is impossible to beat. You know, it's like beast mode on. <laughs> and the Monza is a power circuit. I, I think they spent 105% of the time of the circuit... Uh, on full throttle. Of course, I'm kidding, but it's absolutely going to aid the Mercedes-Benz cars. <laughs> right, so Monza also saw Formula 1 attempting something pretty unique. So they had a driver's parade on Thursday and it was not at the racetrack, but it was in the city of Milan. Yes, I think that was absolutely innovative and simple to execute uh, free stuff to market the sport to the fans in the cities and hats off to Formula 1. And you know, Kunal, guess what? It seems that Alonso's parade car had an oil leak. Ouch. <laughs> I can't believe it. I think Alonso's bad luck with engines continues and maybe he should just switch to electric. <laughs> <laughs> well, so in this short week of Formula 1, the other good news was from Ross Braun. He said he wants to get rid of grid penalties and the wretched DRS. And both of this is great news. And of course, Ross Braun did not use the word wretched for the DRS wing. I did. <laughs> I always will. <laughs> Speaking of grid penalties, so Ricciardo, Verstappen and Alonso all might have penalties and they might start at the back of the grid. So yeah, so this is a request to Formula One. Guys, please put your best camera guys to focus at the back of the grid because that's where <laughs> all the action is going to be. For sure. So, it's at least 2021 by the time that they're looking to eliminate grid penalties in the sport. And that's also when uh, they're trying to remove the DRS wing. But let's remember, it's not as easy to rem uh, to remove the DRS wing because Formula 1 needs to correct its car design first and then think of removing the DRS wing. Because at the moment, the cars run perfect when they are solo. It's when they get close to each other that things get messy and they can't handle the messy airflow and uh, who better than Ross Braun to actually understand how to fix this. The crucial point is how to fix this. Kunal, that's very interestingly said. Monza is of course Ferrari's home race and I can't wait to see the Tifosi in action again. Kunal, I just love how they carry their passion on their sleeves and then ride onto the racetrack as soon as the race ends. <laughs> <laughs> We I'm must sure. go for the Italian Grand Prix <laughs> next year. Yeah, why day. not? And uh, I'm sure they'll, they also love to carry their passion on their shoulders because at least a few of the fans are going to flick the DRS boards from the track. I'd love to be that <laughs> fan, Kunal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 2017 is also 70 years to Ferrari. So we will be seeing a lot of communication, a lot of PR, a lot of social stories regarding 70 years for Ferrari in Formula 1. So look out for that this weekend. Something that got me really excited was that Lego, one of my favourite, favourite things in the world. 
So they used 350,000 pieces of Lego and they've built a life-size scale model of this year's Ferrari racing car. I'm sure you'll wow. be Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure you'll be really interested if Lego also builds a life-size or a life-size real scale model of Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah, I don't mind. I'll put it into the car and like, you know, park it in my barn. <laughs> I need a barn for that obviously. Yeah, and you know, that that Kimi Raikkonen thing will have a very smug expression and uh, a smile on his face with a button when you say when you press the button you'll go wow you know so <laughs> <laughs> that could be a gift to mithila if you're thinking of gifting her something for christmas this year <laughs> guys <laughs> <laughs> and in this ferrari frenzy let's remember or it's actually easy to forget pretty much every single season that this is also toro rosso's home grand prix Yes, Danny Kivat. Please remember, you have to score championship points and not penalty points. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I'm going to go back to Ferrari because seventy years, so it it merits going back. Because I remember reading uh, and seeing how uh, Sebastian Vettel brought his Vespa to the paddock. It's actually a Vespa which is painted similar to his helmet livery. and again interesting personalities on display here so we all know that lewis hamilton and sebastian vettel both like two wheelers but their choice in two wheeler machinery is also so different you know in terms of size genre nature choice and probably even sound <laughs> as again very interesting By the way, Carlos Sainz seems to have resigned to his fate. He was making a lot of noise, but now suddenly he's saying that oh, Red Bull Racing will decide his future, <laughs> and you know all those politically correct statements. Kunal, I somehow dislike how Red Bull Racing controls their drivers. Yes, and Carlos Sainz, in fact, isn't alone. Even somebody as prodigal and as respected and as favored as Max Verstappen was silenced after his outburst against Red Bull Racing uh, at Spa. In fact, this time it was Dietrich Mateschitz, or whatever you pronounce his name, as the owner of Red Bull Racing or the owner of Red Bull actually, who said that we are stuck. which means he's stuck and there is nowhere that he can go anyway wow <laughs> in fact max verstappen isn't the only verstappen who is employed with red bull racing so his sister victoria works with red bull racing in the netherlands of course <laughs> so there's a lot more at stake, uh, at stake out there and um, does that mean that if max goes to either a ferrari or a mercedes in the next couple of years she will go to <laughs> we'll know soon <laughs> but nepotism at its best in formula 1 and how <laughs> lewis hamilton said that ferrari seemed quicker in spa than his mercedes and i think he was right on many counts Uh, I get this feeling that Vettel had Vettel actually overtaken Hamilton, and I know a lot of people were keeping their fingers crossed for that. He would have pulled a gap much bigger than the one Hamilton managed. Yes, uh, I think I will agree with that. And Ferrari did seem quicker in a circuit like Spa, which again should have been classified or was always classified as a Mercedes. uh track or a mercedes circuit so lewis hamilton has confirmed that he would like to stay with mercedes post 2018 and that he's going to extend his contract at some point but i also think that there was some sort of a wheeled message uh in lewis uh, in what lewis said so he said that he probably wanted to race for ferrari and he said this before but vettel isn't letting that happen because vettel thrives in teams that recognize and treat him as his number 1 and that vettel wouldn't probably want 
or rather hence Vettel wouldn't want Hamilton as his teammate. And on that note, actually hats off to Lewis Hamilton. He has had tough teammates all along. So obviously Nico Rosberg was the latest. But before that, there was Button and Alonso. All champions in their own right. All champions, actually speaking. (laughs) (laughs) So Lewis Hamilton completed 200 races in Spa. He's won 58 of them. He's been on the podium for 111 of them. And that is some statistic. And you know, guess what? Kunal, he won his 200th Grand Prix. And it gets more interesting. The other two drivers who also won their 200th Grand Prix, Nico Rosberg and Michael Schumacher. (laughs) (laughs) He is an illustrious company, Mr. Lewis Hamilton. He just can't (laughs) seem to get rid of this Nico Rosberg presence, no? (laughs) And by the way, he also equaled Michael Schumacher's pole position record of 68 poles at the Spa-Francorchamps. (laughs) <laughs> I think he would be quite disappointed that the Schumacher family did not send him a Michael Schumacher helmet. <laughs> I remember the Senna family sent him a helmet and he was so pleased. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like Fernando Alonso said, and he probably said the truth, that Hamilton's pole, Hamilton's pole record is more the car than him. But that could actually be true for Michael Schumacher as well. And I think that's probably true for Formula One since so many years. It's always more car than the driver. The one car that really, really needs to deliver though is McLaren Honda. And I think we've been saying this for what, like two years now. <laughs> Alonso's been saying it ever since. <laughs> I read that the divorce could be just around the corner. And this is as Alonso confirms that he's actually not given a me or Honda kind of ultimatum to McLaren. So it's a bit confusing. Yeah, and having followed Alonso, it seems a little strange that he's not given the ultimatum. Or rather that he's denying it probably means that he's actually given it. And (laughs) (laughs) I like Nicky Lauda's comment on the Alonso-McLaren situation though. So he said that... He feels very little sympathy for Alonso because he believes that Alonso made this move for the money. And, uh, you know, like always, Lauda's comments are always interesting. Uh, But on McLaren-Honda, so there's talks that McLaren are trying to hand over the Honda power units and their money. And of course, not all of their hundred million to Toro Rosso. And uh, so if this happens, Renault will then be released of their supply to Toro Rosso and they'll be then able to supply engines to McLaren, which could then mean that Fernando Alonso could be driving a McLaren-Renault next season. That's interesting. And at least that means he'll be in Formula One. <laughs> or so we think. <laughs> but but Kunal, I'm thinking of it this way, that McLaren is working hard to try and secure an engine And that's an engine that Max Verstappen doesn't want. (laughs) (laughs) Engine politics in Formula 1, I'm surprised no one saw this coming. Because, uh, you know, the way I see it for McLaren, Honda actually leaving Formula 1 would make perfect sense. Because in that scenario, uh, Renault would end up uh, powering Toro Rosso and McLaren. Because there's a rule now that no team on the grid can be left without an engine. And uh, imagine not having a Honda. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would be perfect for Formula One and not just for McLaren. (laughs) (laughs) But that's exactly what. So the new owners of Formula One want Honda to stay because obviously there's yet another manufacturer, yet another very great brand to have on the grid. And despite all their struggles, um, 
in which case i really hope that honda settle things the way they should be settled with their engines yeah and actually mclaren will go from being honda's works team to renault's customer team so <laughs> <laughs> so i'm going to repeat what i said at the start of the episode and unlike a lot of other businesses or probably every other business in the business of formula 1 customer is never the king and you know case in point look at red bull racing and look at max verstappen and uh, frankly there is no cash back for blown engines maybe the fia should have that as a ruling as well if your <laughs> engines blow up you get paid money <laughs> <laughs> but kunal if toro rosso actually does go the honda way and i say this with a heavy heart <laughs> i wonder what carlos signs will think because when signs said that red bull racing will decide his fate I don't think that he was thinking that they would bring Honda into the equation <laughs> and into his life. <laughs> and if he's learned anything from his mentor Fernando Alonso, I think he's going to like run. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe he'll just hear all of Alonso's radio messages for the last 3 years and keep them handy in case it's actually Toro Rosso Honda next season for him. But uh, he'll go buy a deck chair. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, for Carlos Sainz, at least I read that he's high on Renault's list of drivers to hire alongside Nico Hulkenberg, and of course there's Robert Kubica, Fernando Alonso, and maybe even Sergio Perez on that list that Renault's been keeping close to their chest. So Renault, of course, has the pl- problem of plenty, like Red Bull Racing has been having for the last many seasons as well. And that's a good problem to have. I think that there will be a vacancy at Force India next season and this is more so after seeing the civil war that's broken out in the team. I think the drivers have touched in what five races out of 12 or some <laughs> exorbitant number like that. Out to touch each other's toes or out giving each other's toes whatever we call <laughs> that. And if nothing works out for Fernando Alonso, I would personally recommend that he consider joining Force India. At least he'll have a Mercedes engine in in his car i mean that's something he's been wanting all along <laughs> and i remember we actually said something like this uh, similar uh, just after spa and a lot of fans actually wrote back saying but guess what force india can't afford him it's 40 million dollars etc etc but i have two things to say first fernando alonso needs to lower his price tag because it's probably 11 years or it is 11 years since he was a double world champion last and second if there's any team on the grid that can sell sponsorship to hire fernando alonso it's force india well said <laughs> <laughs> there were also these rumors of williams making an offer for fernando alonso of course the team has denied it but that's formula 1 for you <laughs> paddy lo said that the 2018 williams car will have substantial changes by that did or does he already mean fernando alonso i'm not sure <laughs> But there's also one driver who's blowing his father's money and that was Lance Stroll. So I read that he had a private test in an old Williams car a few weeks ago in an old circuit called the Hockenheim. Wow, the perks of having a wealthy father in Formula <laughs> 1. <laughs> Actually, I can't recollect uh, when last a current driver on the grid had a private test. And uh, but here's also one strange thing. So just before the mid-season break Paul Dressa who of course drove uh, filled in for Felipe Massa at Williams in Hungary uh, Williams turned around and said that there was interest in Paul Dressa next season too and I don't hear any talk about this particular option with Williams and in Dressa's case we can't even call it out of sight out of mind because he's always in the paddock <laughs> 
So before Spa goes out of our mind and is replaced by Monza, I'm quickly going to round up our topics from last weekend's race. And I have to start with Max Verstappen. So he had his sixth DNF this season. That's six out of 12 races. And I can't imagine what he feels like right now. And it's a very unfortunate number. Red Bull Racing really needs to check if Renault are selling them Honda engines rebadged. <laughs> <laughs> I go back to saying customer is never king in Formula 1. We're actually just <laughs> proving it every time now and then. Anyway, so like Sebastian Vettel did during his Red Bull Racing days, I wonder when and how soon will Max Verstappen and Daniel Ricciardo also be one be wondering if their careers in Formula 1 will progress uh in customer teams and should they make a move to works teams that's interesting and unfortunately there is no vacancy anywhere <laughs> <laughs> the force india drivers clash has been widely reported and i think i'm going to leave it at that it really pains me to see one of my favorite teams going through this mess unavoidable mess but what can we say or oh, don't even get me started on how i feel but uh the other big highlight and you see i'm i'm just moving on <laughs> the other big highlight from spa for me was uh that lewis hamilton must have or might have just uh, earned himself a wingman in valtteri bottas so 41 points down in the drivers championship so while bottas thinks he's in the fight uh nikki lauda thinks otherwise and nikki lauda's opinion matters <laughs> <laughs> so i think it's not going to be too far uh, till when bottas is asked to support hamilton's bid you know give him a toe and all of that and i think it's pretty fair because in the first 12 races of this season they've treated bottas really fairly and so has hamilton actually i i would agree so and uh, you know going back to nikki lauda which it, it reminds me that lauda was actually upset with hamilton for giving bottas his position back in hungary and those three points which he gave up as well and uh, of course i will agree with nikki lauda as well because let's remember he's the only driver who in formula 1 history who became a drivers champion by half a point ouch wow so, so that's like hamilton gave away like six times the the points that <laughs> lauda actually needed to be a world champion in one of his seasons and uh, finally valtteri bottas so i don't know if he will ever forget his ricardo zonta moment because i certainly am not because uh, he had daniel ricciardo to his left kimi raikkonen to his right and he went from 3rd to 5th in a matter of a few meters but in monza kunal i'm going to predict that he's going to get a podium and in fact i'm going to make my prediction for the monza podium i'm going to go with vettel hamilton and bottas I think I will go with a Hamilton victory because he's in phenomenal form. He'll get pole and then that's where he's just going to make it happen. Although Vettel could just still qualify second and DRS is way through to victory. So, uh I still I still put money on Lewis Hamilton followed by Sebastian Vettel and then Kimi Raikkonen. We shall see. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning everyone. Yes. We will try and establish order in our house and our podcast and the recording studio and on all our channels and social media on the Monday after the Italian Grand Prix. Do remember to tune in. Bye bye. Wendy's. 
Baconator is the ultimate bacon cheeseburger that puts all other cheeseburgers to cheeseburger shame. And now we're bringing that same big bacon energy to shake up and wake up your breakfast with the Breakfast Baconator. Stacked with a fresh cracked egg, sausage, cheese, and bacon. And right now, you can get a free Breakfast Baconator with purchase in the Wendy's app. So get to Wendy's and always be Baconating. We got you. Offer available at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time during breakfast hours only. Offer must be redeemed via the app. Account registration required.